You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. If you haven't heard about my book on fasting, it is titled Fasting Secrets Revealed. This is Brother Rodas. Uh, here are a few of many exciting testimonies about my book. Uh, w. Garden says, I've read numerous books on fasting and this one is probably the best. Stephanie B. writes, excellent read and I've read a lot of books on fasting. It was fresh content that really is inspiring. F.C. Warren writes, The last six or seven months, I've read probably eight or nine books on fasting. This book is probably one of my favorites on the subject because I feel a spirit of faith and revelation at work in this book. Simple but powerful. This book will ignite a fire in you for fasting. And one more uh, by Vivian F. I purchased this book on fasting and it's the best book I've ever read on the subject. Now, Fasting Secrets Revealed was ranked number one in Amazon Bible study. Fasting Secrets Revealed is was featured in IBC Perspectives magazine. And Fasting Secrets Revealed is one of the most mentioned books in Apostolic Review in 2020. Now, you can get Fasting Secrets review, uh, Revealed on Amazon or my website. Save a little money on my website, which is www.charlesarotis.com. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is Charles Rodas, your host for everything apostolic. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that you're with us today. And we're going to bring you a very, very important podcast, a message here. Probably, uh, this will probably be an answer to prayer for many people, what I'm going to give you this, this podcast session. I'm going to call it the secret for answered prayers, because really this is it right here. And so many people ask the questions, why? Are my prayers not being answered? Typically, there's one major reason, and we're going to review that today. I've had people say to me, listen, uh, it feels like my prayers are bouncing off the ceiling. It doesn't seem that God is hearing my prayers. And there's a reason for all of that. There's, there's a reason that prayers don't get answered. Somebody says, well, all my prayers get answered. Well, <clears throat> yes and no. We say they do, but sometimes God can't answer our prayer. Sometimes we're praying out of the will of God, and I'm not even talking about that tonight. And that's a definite reason God will typically not answer a prayer out of his will. In some cases, he may do that, but usually 
not. Amen. But we're going to talk about the secret for answered prayers. Amen. If you think this is going to be uh, something here that you're going to enjoy when this is over, give us a five stars and share this on your favorite social media platform. We would so appreciate that. But we're going to go to James chapter one and verse six and seven and show you the secret for answered prayers and why people are not getting their prayers answered. People are praying all day long. I'm talking about faithful saints of God, apostolic people many times are not getting their answers. Listen, we got to be honest and frank. We could say they're all being answered, but no, they're not. They're not. And we can get more prayers answered by this one thing right here, James 1 and 6 and 7. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Now, the first thing that James said that we've got to ask in faith, but he added it to that to make it more clear. And he said, nothing wavering. <clears throat> this, this is the problem that most people have. They waver in their faith. They don't know how to hold steady faith, unwavering faith. They don't know how to hold on to what they believe and they're back and forth and they're saying the wrong things. They're doing the wrong things. They sometimes are speaking faith and they're saying all the right things, but many times their actions show that they really do not believe. Our actions and our words need to line up. And that's what I'm talking about. Nothing wavering because any kind of wavering in your faith is going to hinder the miracle that you're asking for. If it be a healing in the body, if it be the salvation of a lost loved one, if it be something else, uh, but God does in his mercy work with us even when we struggle. As the man in the gospel said to Jesus, I believe, but help thou mine unbelief. And God in his great and wonderful mercy, sometimes he just steps over and says, okay, I see enough faith here. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and do this. I'm going to get this done. But that's not always the case, and I sure don't want to hope that, you know, that I'm going to have a smaller faith or a wavering faith that God will just have mercy. No, I want a steady, unwavering faith. Why? He that wavereth is like a wave of the sea. Now, I live in northwest Indiana. I live very close to Chicago. I live very close to this big lake called Lake Michigan. You've probably heard of it. From our vantage point, when we go to the lake, it looks like the ocean. That's just what it looks like. You cannot see across the other side. It just looks like the ocean. And sometimes it's very calm water, just like glass. But there's been other times when the waves are so high and they're beating against the rocks and they're beating against the shore and the waves are coming in and the waves are going out. The waves are going up 
and the waves are going down. And that's just like the faith of many people walking with God and asking God for things. We've got to have a steady faith that believes, that has a constant belief. What is faith? Faith is a firm persuasion based upon hearing. So you've got to have a firm persuasion that what you're asking for, God will do. God will bring it to pass. Amen. And hold to that steady, unwavering faith. I don't want to be like the waves of the ocean. I don't want to be like the waves of Lake Michigan. Amen. Verse 7 says, For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. See, James was teaching this here in his epistle, and no doubt taught it face to face to the churches when he preached, because this is so vital and so key. And yes, I call it a secret because this is this is the answer to the question. Why are my prayers not being answered? That's it right there. Just the very thing that was asked. Why? Because there's a wavering. There's a wavering in the faith. Sure, you can ask and ask and ask, but if you're believing on Monday and you're doubting on Tuesday and doubting on Wednesday and you have faith on Friday and Saturday and Sunday, that is a wavering faith. Okay, you confess it on Sunday and something contrary to your faith and contrary to your miracle. You get a bad report on Monday about the thing that you believe for on Sunday. And now your faith hits rock bottom. Listen, I'm not criticizing. We're human. I I know that it happens to all of us. But the fact still remains that we need to have an unwavering faith. Now, faith is not feelings. You've got to understand, you're going to feel bad and you're going to feel discouraged sometime, but you've got to make sure that what comes out of your mouth are words of faith. Praise God. Words of faith, the secret for answered prayers. Hallelujah. Let's look at another passage here in Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4 verses 19 through 21. Now, I, I, I underline in my Bible, I use highlighters in my Bible from time to time. Why? Because I want to pinpoint special words, words that stand out to me, phrases that stand out to me. Why? Because I want an unwavering faith. I want a faith that staggers not. I want a faith that's going to get the prayer answered. Listen, you can pray all night long. You could pray eight hours, stay up all night and pray while everybody else is in bed snoring and dreaming their dreams. But if you don't have faith, if you don't believe in what you prayed for, listen, your prayers are going to fall to the ground. But then again, you could pray one prayer that lasts seconds, seconds. You could be like Joshua that said, son, stand thou still. He didn't even pray. He just spoke. He just spoke to the situation. He spoke to the situation, but he believed in what he spoke. He believed it enough to say it. He believed it enough to say it. And when he said it, it came 
to pass. The sun stood still. Matter of fact, the whole universe came to a halt. Now, he didn't know that because they thought the sun rose and the sun fell in the evening. But we know better than that. There was a rotation of the planets. Science has proved that out. Praise God. So Romans 4, 19, and being not weak in faith. Now, it's talking about Abraham here. Oh, I love the story. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead. Now, when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. She was about 90. He was 100. And God, you know, 25 years, he held on to a promise. All right, 15 years prior to this, he was 90 at this point. 15 years prior to this, God had spoke to him and promised him a son, that he was going to have a son. Can you imagine a 90-year-old man believing God? All right, so when he's about 100 years old, 100 years old, it says here, he was 100 years old, and he did not consider his own body now dead. His body that was not able to produce his age, he was past the time. His wife was past the time. Her womb was dried up. It was shriveled up. It was dead, as it says, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. So it says, being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. So in your situation, you've got to not consider the problem. Don't consider the problem. Don't consider that dead situation. Don't don't lift that up or build that up or believe that negative report. But speak the word of the Lord. Say the word of the Lord. Believe the word of the Lord. Be steady in your faith and waver not. Verse 20 says, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He staggered not, my brother, my sister. He, he You know, you, you've seen the drunk man, the drunk woman. We've seen them walking down the street. Maybe you were drunk before, and you experienced this drunken state of staggering. And we know what that's like by seeing it. I have never been drunk on alcohol. I've only been drunk in the Holy Ghost, so that's all I know about that. But we see those that have been drunk on alcohol and literally take a few steps forward. Then they go sideways, they go backwards, maybe even fall down. All right. So they are staggering. And that's what people are doing at the promise of God. They're staggering at the promise of God. They're unsure. They just don't believe that the promise is for them, or they don't even know the promise. Let me tell you a mistaken prayer, that the prayer that is such a mistake, okay? So somebody prays for the sick, okay? And they, God heal John of this condition. Lord, if it be your will, heal John, if it be your will. Those are wrong words to use. When you know his will and his word is his will, when you know that word, you don't pray that. You don't pray that. You don't say, if it be your will. Sure, Jesus prayed, if thy will be to let this cup pass from me. That was his flesh because he was going to die. But it was nothing about a documented promise of healing or deliverance, it's absolutely the will of God for you to be healed. It's not the will of God to suffer. Oh, no, it's not. 
he staggered not at the promise of God. <clears throat> Through unbelief, that unbelief is the process of staggering. I'm believing, I'm doubting, I'm believing, I'm doubting. And you could hear it in people's voices sometimes. You hear it in the things they say. But Abraham was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So from 75 to age 100, the scripture says that he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So many people are giving glory to their problem. They're giving glory to their sickness. They're giving their organ recitals, if you know what I mean. And I know sometimes we talk about things, but you've got to be careful not to glorify your problem, but you've got to glorify the God that answers prayer. Praise God. This is the secret for answered prayers is having steady faith, unwavering faith, faith that does not stagger. Praise God. Faith that does not stagger, that holds to the promise. Can you imagine 25 years? Abraham had to wait 25 years. God spoke to him at 75 and said, I'm going to make your seed as the sand of the sea. And you know, look up and look at the stars and the stars are unnumerable. That's what your seed's going to be like. That's you and I, you know, that's, that's us. That's the people of faith today. But God spoke that to Abraham and maybe Abraham really didn't understand it. I don't know if Abraham comprehended that he was going to have a son one day. I don't know if he understood that at that point. He probably did. I would think that he did. But at 75, you know, that's kind of old even to have to, to be a father. That's kind of old to be a father. But now he's 80, 85, 90, now 100 years old. God fulfills a promise. Listen, many times God is going to let your situation get to the most ultimate impossible point. Did you hear me? Get to the most, Im most impossible point of no return. And that's where Abraham was. That's what Sarah was, 90 years old. Her womb was dried up. Abraham, an old, old man. You rarely see an old 100-year-old man nowadays. People just don't live that long. But he was very old. But you know what? God did what he said he was going to do. Amen. Why? Because Abraham staggered not at the promise. Oh, praise God. Don't stagger, my brother, sister. Don't stagger. But hold faith. Speak faith. Speak the word. Speak the promise. Speak what the Bible says. Learn the promises of God. Learn what the Bible says about healing. Learn what the promises are about healing. Memorize the scripture. Put them on a piece of paper. Meditate in those promises and claim your miracle. Claim your promises. Listen, the doctor gives us a bad report. Many times it's on paper. It's on paper. All right. Some years ago, uh, my wife was, uh, was diagnosed by the doctor as having a fibroid tumor. <clears throat> and she was to go in for a procedure to remove the tumor. All right. That was going to be on a Monday. The procedure was going to be on a Monday. <clears throat> on that Sunday, I preached faith and I preached about miracles that God can do it. Praise God. I preached that. On that Monday, she went in. We prayed for her even on that Sunday. She went in Monday. Okay. The doctor came out. I was in the waiting room for a while. 
sitting there, concerned, of course. How was she? How is she? So on and so forth. The doctor came out, and you know what she said to me? You know what the doctor said to me? She said, uh, Mr. Rodas, she said, we cannot find the tumor. She said, we cannot find the fibroid tumor. I said, what do you mean you can't find it? She said, it's not there. You know why it wasn't there? Praise God. God removed that tumor. God removed that tumor because somebody believed. Hallelujah. Somebody believes in miracles. And I, I'm sure you're a believer in miracles. That's why you're listening to this, because you want stronger faith. And we all want stronger faith. All right. So let's let's move forward a little bit to Matthew 17 and 20. I want to read you this, these two verses right here, Matthew 17, 20. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily, verily, I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. All right, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, so many are teaching this wrong. It, see, the, the grain of mustard seed is not about the size. No, it's not about the size. It does not say the size of a mustard seed. Nowhere in the passage it says anything about the size. Sure, there's a passage in in, in another book of, that Jesus mentions the size of the mustard seed, but it's nothing to do with miracles, and it's nothing to do with faith. Totally different subject, totally different over there. You cannot compare the two and make them agree. So we're right here, we're rightly dividing the word of God. But you know what a mustard seed is? It has endurance. It, God made the mustard seed with endurance. It's almost impossible to drown a mustard seed. It's almost impossible to crush a mustard seed. A mustard seed will keep coming back. And that's the kind of faith you and I have, not the little faith no, that's not what he's talking about. Jesus, five times in the Gospels, he criticized small faith. So he's not justifying it here. He criticized small faith five times in the Gospels. He's not talking about small faith here. He's talking about a faith of endurance because that's what a mustard seed is. It's a strong faith that keeps coming back under pressure. And that's the kind of faith you have, you need. And that's the kind of faith I need, a faith that will come back under pressure. Now, if you want to read a lot more about this subject in chapter two of my book, fasting secrets revealed. I go into great length explaining and giving much detail about this passage here. Praise God. And sometimes we need to have verse 21, howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. There are some demons that are not going to move. There are some sickness that, that will not move unless there's fasting put with the praying. And fasting and prayer does not give you small faith. It gives you big faith. Fasting and prayer does not give you small faith. It gives you strong faith. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, it does. A faith of endurance, a faith that comes back, a faith that wavers not, a faith that staggers not. Oh, in the face of opposition, praise God. The secret for answered prayers. You know what kind of faith this is? It's a faith that realizes the miracle. It's a faith that holds on to the miracle. The miracle materializes until the miracle is in hand, until the miracle is, is on your doorstep or in your driveway or the miracles in your body or however the miracle will manifest. This is the kind of faith this is. This is it. A faith that wavers not 
staggers not. It realizes, it accepts, and obtains, and possesses the miracle. This kind of faith doesn't give up. It just doesn't quit. It's a faith that keeps going, a faith that's determined, a faith that says, yes, this is what God said. I believe this in the face of opposition. I feel like my back's against the wall, but I know God's with me. I'm standing on his word. I will not bend. I will not break. Amen. Because I'm standing on the promise of God. I know the promise. I'm going to stand on the promise. What about you? That's the, that's the attitude we've got to have here, brother, sister. Faith that doesn't give up. And the secret for answered prayers is a faith that confesses the promise. You've got to know that promise, just like Isaiah 53, 5, by whose stripes we are healed. We are healed. We are healed by the stripes of Jesus. When you know that promise, you can hold on to that promise. Praise God. He, su- he said, I would supply all of your need according to my riches in glory by Christ Jesus. When you know that promise, you can claim that promise. You can stand on that promise. You can confess the promise. Oh, thank you, Jesus. What does this kind of faith do? It lays claim on it. It lays claim on it. It puts your name on it. It puts ownership in it. You know what faith is? Faith is a title deed. That's really what faith is. It's a title. It's a deed. Just like if you pay off your car, you're going to get the title. That's Now you're the owner instead of the bank, instead of the finance company. Now you're the real owner. You might have been driving it for five years, but now you're the real owner because you paid it off. But see, when you have faith, you may not physically possess the thing you're believing for, but your faith is the title. So you own it. You own it with your faith because your faith is the title. It's the deed to the property. It's the it's the title to the house or to the sickness or or it's it's that promise that God said, I'm going to own this. I'm going to possess this. And my faith claims it now in Jesus name. Hallelujah. I will not waver from that. And faith holds the promise in the present tense. You know, again, you've got to own it, but you've got to own it in the present tense. So many are saying, well, uh, they they get prayer for something and somebody lays hands on them and they anoint them with oil. And, you know, they've got this condition and then they walk away. And that night, the next day, the condition, they still feel the pain. And their, their, their words are, well, I'll get prayer again maybe someday. I know the Lord's going to heal me. See, you didn't believe the work was done. You're believing your five senses. You're believing your senses of your feelings. You're believing what your ears hear and your eyes see and what you feel with your hands. You see, well, I feel a knot. I feel a bump. I feel a tumor. But you can't believe what you feel. You've got to believe the word of God. Hallelujah. You've got to set your mind on faith. You've got to believe in the present tense, not that God's going to do it. See, none of the promises of God are present tense. The promises of God are yea and amen. The promises of God with his stripes, I am healed, present tense. All right. That is Isaiah 53, 5. And 1 Peter 2, 24 says, by his stripes, ye were healed, past tense. It's always present tense, 
present tense and past tense. That's the promises of God. Never future tense. And when you can own that and get that revelation, get that revelation and begin to hold to the promise, you're going to see more prayers answered than you've ever seen in your life because of this right here. If you'll hold on to this and don't let your faith waver anymore, don't let it stagger anymore. Take this so-called secret, as I call it, amen, and run. It's not really a secret. It's in the Word of God, but so many bypass it. It's not preached a whole lot. Maybe you've heard it preached, but many don't hear it preached about the importance of holding a steady unwavering faith and faith doesn't give glory to the problem but it gives glory to god that faith that you have gives glory to god almighty hallelujah yes it does people are giving glory to their sickness giving giving glory to their pain they'll call five people before noon and tell everybody about their aches and pains and i know sometimes you need somebody to talk to but you know what but be sure, don't give glory to your pain. Don't give glory to your problem. Don't give glory to your sickness. Say, Brother Rodas, you've never been through anything. I've got testimonies that'll, you know, it'll make you make you make your hair lip. I'm telling you what, you 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 just don't know. You just don't know. I don't have all the time to tell of the miracles that I've seen in my own life and healings and other other people's lives that God can do this with a steady faith that doesn't move, that doesn't rock. Hallelujah. It says it right. Oh, you may not feel like it. It's not how you feel, but what's coming out of your mouth? What's, what, what is your heart believing? I'm going to believe this word of God, the secret for answered prayers. Oh, praise God. I am so glad you were with us today. Uh, we're just excited about what God is doing. And again, give us a five-star rating if you feel we deserve it. And uh, this is Everything Apostolic. And hold on here just for a moment for a very important message. Again, thank you and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.